Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Ooh, today I'm so excited because we are going to be talking about one of my favorite things ever to talk about, which is money and money mindset. So if you are an entrepreneur who is not doing money mindset work, what are you doing? If you are a human being who is not doing money mindset work, what are you doing? It is not even about making more money. It has nothing to do with making more money, but it has to do with you letting go of the powerlessness that you feel in your life as a result of money. And that's why it's so crucial to be doing this work. If you are a fan of personal development, you cannot be personally developing without talking about the role that money plays in that. Why? Because money is like the greatest scapegoat of all time. So anything that you're feeling, any fears that you're feeling, any limitations that you perceive yourself to have, we project onto money. And we believe that it's outside of our control somehow when the truth is that it's not. That money is an energy just like anything else, and it can be manipulated and be used to our advantage just like anything else. That money is not inherently bad. Money is not inherently good. Money just is, and it is what it is. So today we're going to be talking about money mindset. And even further, I'm excited because I'm going to take you guys on a journey through my five stages of money consciousness. So when we talk about money blocks, when we talk about money mindset, we are going to go so much deeper than maybe some of the other work that you've done. And it's not even so much about learning to love money or learning to make money or whatever else. But what it's really about is neutralizing money, taking that charge out of looking at your finances so that you can start making data-driven decisions and not decisions from a place of lack. There have been so many studies done on lack and the effect that it has on our brain. And even when we perceive ourselves to be in lack, we are making the worst decisions that we possibly can because it's almost as bad as like not sleeping at night. That is the effect that lack has on your brain. So if you are running your business from a place of lack, you are probably making bad investments. You are making bad choices. You are not seeing the big picture. You are being super myopic and you're doing small things, hustling, burning out that are costing you from having the big long-term growth that you desire. When you really learn to step into a state of abundance, you will see those ripple effects in your business. You're going to be able to actually do the things that you want in your life and in your career. It's really, really going to be super transformational. So today I'm going to be walking you guys through those five stages, and we're going to start with the first one, which is attraction. From the very beginning, you have to learn to attract money, to make money. And so many people struggle even at this state. They really find themselves in a state where they are repelling money. So maybe this is you. Maybe it's really difficult for you to make any of the money that you want to make. Maybe your bank account is always at zero. And no matter what you do in your life or in your business, you just can't make more. 
and it's really starting to feel like a struggle or it always has. And you're wondering what is going on? Is it me? And what happens at this stage is we really have to go into our beliefs around money. What is it that you actually believe around money? Is it that money is evil or bad or that when you want money, you're greedy? At this stage, a lot of that conditioning that we have around money is coming up. And we're really feeling like, oh, I'm wrong if I want more money. So therefore, I'm a better person if my bank account is at zero. I'm a more spiritual person or a kinder person, whatever it is that you might believe. You might believe that money causes people to fight. Maybe you grew up in a household where your parents were always fighting about money or where when they did fight, it was always about money. And in that case, that's going to come into this stage and form your relationship with money. Because you're going to find yourself repelling money because when I have money, that leads to fights and I really love my partner. I don't want to have money. There's so many different beliefs that you've picked up throughout your life that are going to come up at this stage. And so at this stage, I tell people there's so much that you can do consciously. It's really about dumping out those blocks that you have and dumping out those fears that you have and really letting them go, starting to see why you felt like they were true once upon a time, why maybe they were true and why they no longer have to be. Because I find that a lot of what we think of as problems associated with money are actually problems associated with just communication in general. If you had parents that were always fighting about money, I guarantee that it was about so much more than money and there just wasn't good communication that was going on. They were failing to see eye to eye If you believe that money makes you not a bad person or not a spiritual person or not a whatever person, then that's your communication with yourself. You are not seeing yourself fully, right? You're not allowing yourself to be your fullest self. There's some shadow integration that has to happen. I can be a good person even though X, Y, Z. I can be wealthy even though X, Y, Z. None of these things have to go together. So it's really just starting to understand at this stage that it's not about money, that we project a bunch of stuff onto money and that that doesn't have to be the case. For entrepreneurs at this stage who are struggling to make money, what I find is that it's most a visibility and imposter syndrome block. So when you're struggling at this stage to put yourself out there and to make money, first of all, there's all the beliefs about money that you have under the surface. And then on a business level, what's really going on is that you're scared of putting yourself out there. You're scared of rejection. And so to this, I say that there is no rejection except self-rejection. Where are you worried that you're not good enough? Where are you worried that people won't like you? What parts of yourself do you not like or second guess? Because thousands and thousands and thousands of people can tell you that you're amazing. You could get all the clients in the world. But that deeper feeling of not being enough, not being lovable, of being rejected is never going to go away because it's never about other people. It's always about you. So when you can start healing that, you're going to find that it's so much easier for you to attract money, that you're able to put yourself out there to sell, to to put out your services in a way that's going to help you attract money at this stage. At the next stage moving on past attraction. So when people kind of start making money, what it becomes is a a receiving block. So we start struggling with receiving that money. And at this stage, you see people start to get entrenched in that hustle, 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 go, go, go. 
So they might have an offer that starts working, a program that starts working. And what we do is we turn around and we break it and we start creating something else because we're almost addicted to that feeling of like not having enough. So we always keep ourselves in that like attraction state or we're worried. We're worried about the vulnerability of receiving because it is scary to have people say, oh, I do. I want to sign up to work with you. And then that imposter syndrome rears its head again. And we think, oh, what if we under deliver? What if we're not good enough? So we keep ourselves, we close ourselves off and we keep ourselves stuck in like hustle and control because we're worried. We're worried about allowing in support. And so at this stage, I always encourage people to think outside of money because if you're struggling with receiving money, you're also probably struggling with receiving help and receiving compliments. And they're all part of the bigger picture. You're struggling with receiving love. There's a part of your heart that closed off because it felt like it wasn't safe. And we've all had some level of trauma in our lives, whether it's big T trauma, divorce, death, bullying, or little T trauma, anything that makes you feel like you're not enough. It's going to come up in your life because it caused you to create some kind of coping mechanism so that you never have to feel that pain again. So in this case, the coping mechanism is usually closing yourself off, closing yourself off to some extent, believing that you don't need others, believing that it's not safe for you to have the things that you need. And so really at this stage, it's about opening up your heart. It's about opening up your heart to that vulnerability of being in a container with somebody, of being in that intimate container, about getting clients and maybe letting them down, maybe having them let you down, which is another side of this coin that I see a lot. There are people who don't trust their clients, who worry that they're going to call in people that are not going to get results, who don't trust customers. And all of that trust is coming up at this stage, at this receiving stage of money. And so when I see these receiving blocks coming up, there's no exact number that they tend to spring up around. But in general, receiving blocks come up, they start to come up past the 10K a month range. So really to get to those zero to 10K months, it's a lot about, you know, allowing yourself to work through fear of rejection, putting yourself out there, letting go of any beliefs that you have around selling and money. And once you start getting into the 15K months, 20K months, that's when self-sabotage starts to hit a little bit. That's when we close off our heart to receiving even more because it feels scary. It feels vulnerable. We feel like we need to stay in the state of struggle. So that's more or less when the receiving stuff comes up. Now, the next stage is keeping. You might know that you struggle with keeping if you're making money and it's coming out just as quickly as it's coming in. So you see a lot of entrepreneurs that fall into this pattern. They start making money and they start hiring out. They start hiring out roles that have no business being hired out. They start over-investing in support. They start spending, overspending in their business. Just hiring too many team members, hiring too many coaches. And it's this big fear that it's not safe for you to keep your money. So maybe you're already attracting that money and you're making sales regularly. Maybe you're also receiving that money and you're actually working with people in programs, in one-to-one containers. But the big fear is around holding onto it. And so when that comes up, the biggest fear at this stage is fear of success. 
there's a fear that you are making yourself vulnerable in some way. So whether it's vulnerable to losing it all or vulnerable to being unsafe because you have too much now and people are going to come after you or take you down. At this stage, also what I call the imposter syndrome boomerang comes up. So I always say there's two stages of imposter syndrome. The first stage where you're actually an imposter and you're doing something you've never done before. And so, of course, your brain is screaming at you. You have no idea what you're doing because you really don't. And then there's this imposter syndrome boomerang that comes around when things are successful, when things have been going well, and imposter syndrome comes back around to get you. And so at this stage, that imposter syndrome is really a form of self-sabotage. The first stage, you've just got to push through and just do it. And just get to the point where you're not that imposter anymore, where now your brain has evidence that this thing works. But at this stage, no amount of evidence is going to be enough. And it's on you to figure out how to calm your brain down, how to be okay with the shift in identity that you might have had, how to be okay with your new responsibilities, how to commit to this next level, even when it feels really hard. Because one of the big things that comes up at the keeping stage is commitment, a fear of commitment. A fear of having to be responsible for this, of committing to responsibility. Because right now you might be in a state of overflow. Keeping usually hits around 30K, 50K months. So you're starting to get a taste of having more than enough. You're able to make decisions based not on money, but based on what you really want. And there's a huge burden that goes with that. Responsibility is really the sister of freedom. And with freedom comes the greatest sense of responsibility that you'll ever have because now you're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your time. Nobody is telling you to do this or do that. You have so much more autonomy and with that comes huge responsibility. And most of us have never felt that before in our lives. We've never had that much power over ourselves. Because as entrepreneurs, even at the beginning when you're going, 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 it feels a lot like a job. Once you start letting go and you start getting into this stage where business starts to feel easy, maybe you've hired out some of the more difficult things. You're starting to free up time and you're starting to free up your energy and you're starting to make money more easily. It's really, really easy for that urge to self-sabotage to come up because we get scared. So when it comes to the wounding, to the blocks that come up here, it's really abandonment wounds that are coming up. It's a fear of being abandoned. It's a fear of success leaving you, of you not being good enough, of you not being smart enough or responsible enough to be able to hold on to your wealth and hold on to your success. It's trust wounds, feeling like you can't trust other people, like you can't trust your mentors or your clients or trust yourself essentially, because all trust is really self-trust. And on the same note, all abandonment is really self-abandonment. And the big fear that we have is that we're ultimately going to let ourselves down, that we're going to make one wrong step and lose control, that we are going to push too far and burn out. All of these self-abandonment fears come up. And there's also the fear of shining. At this stage, when we talk about our need to belong, we're such tribal beings And really that fear of shining comes up so strong here because when I have more than enough, when I have overflow, who am I to have that? Why do I think that I'm worthy of that? And we worry that other people are going to judge us, that other people are going to hate us. 
And so we self-sabotage because to our brain, it comes down to belonging and love or money. And the truth is that that's not the case, that we always have the risk of not belonging or not being loved, that those are the bigger fears that are going on. And we project those fears onto money and we sacrifice money in hopes that we can preserve the other two, not realizing that they're actually not related at all. That if you want to be loved, that's a separate thing. And if you want to be wealthy, that's a separate thing, but they don't go together. You're not loved because you are wealthy and you don't have to sacrifice your wealth in order to be loved. So that keeping stage, that's when people start unlocking that overflow. It starts to feel scary. We start to self-sabotage so that we don't feel so vulnerable and at risk. Essentially, what we're trying to do is take control. We're trying to take control of our success by saying, you know what? I'm so scared that I'm going to lose it, that I'm going to be the one that sabotages it. Because otherwise, the anxiety of when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is too much for me to bear. And so we don't want to do that. That's crazy. Why? Why are we doing that? We want to work through all of these things under the surface. So at this stage, people come in really craving support, really craving to be held on some level relationships come up, partnerships come up a lot, whether it's a business partner or a life partner, a husband or a wife. There's this feeling of, I need to be held. I need to be held because honestly, it's almost like we're a little bit scared of ourselves. We're starting to realize I can't be everything to myself because it's too much. And now entering that fourth stage, which I call growing, And essentially what it is when we talk about the growing stage of wealth is almost a belief that wealth will not grow. So at this stage, people are starting to feel like a little hamster on a wheel. They're wondering, I'm working really hard. I'm doing all the things. And yet the money's not enough. It's still not enough. Oh my gosh. Big permanent things start coming up. I still don't have my dream house. Oh my gosh, my marriage is still not so happy. Oh, all of my relationships are still struggling a little bit. And it's because at the growing stage, we start to realize that it's not about money at all, which is what we've been saying since level one. But when we're in that survival stage, right, it's like the hierarchy of needs. When we're at the survival stage, it's really hard to see that it's actually not about money. But when you have money, you actually start to realize that it's not about money at all, that it's about all the other things and that chasing money in order to fix all the other things is not going to work. And it didn't work. And now you're here and that's okay. So what we do at this stage is we really start to disentangle things. So first of all, this idea that you need to keep working in order to grow your money is wrong. And what you actually need to do is let go. Let go more. Otherwise, you're going to be your biggest bottleneck. In today's world, it's just a new paradigm of wealth. The old idea was the more you work, the more money you make. And that's not true today. Now creativity is a currency. Spaciousness is your best friend. And so it's about taking a step back and about allowing ease, letting go of that narrative of hard work. Letting go of all the sense of belonging that we have around being hard workers, because maybe you grew up in a house where that was the best thing that you could be was a hard worker. And so you wonder, well, where does that leave me now if I'm not still working so hard? But that hard work 
And that overexertion and that burnout is going to be the biggest enemy to your growth at this stage. And then from beyond that, we look at everything else. Where is it that you feel like you're not feeling that sense of happiness and satisfaction? What is it that you really want? At this point, you are starting to see a reality that you maybe never envisioned before. You are starting to embody a level of wealth that maybe you thought was never possible for you. And so we want to normalize that for your brain so that it doesn't self-sabotage. Because the resistance here is that your brain is saying, well, look, we did all of this hard work. We got here. Nothing has changed. This was not worth it. Let's go back to square one where we were broke, but at least we were happy. And so it's about creating a little nest at this level. It's about telling your brain, we were happy because we were comfortable, but we can be comfortable here too. It's okay. We can have both and. We can be happy and have money. We can be happy and have love. We can have it all here. And it's about really starting to embody holistic success, exploring all the areas in our lives that are maybe less than, and really starting to get to work on those. Is it relationships? Is it parenting? Is it health? Is it your mental health? What is it? What is it that's coming up here? And all of those things start to pop up. And in your business, it's about bringing in more structure. Now you've got a whole new set of needs in your business. It probably looks very different than it looked when you were starting out. And it's about upgrading that structure, upgrading your processes, upgrading what we call in the spiritual world, the masculine, so that you can allow yourself to receive even deeper so you can allow your systems to work for you and so that you can strengthen your trust that it's happening. And so once you start accepting that ease, once you start really stepping into holistic success and embodying that, once you let go of that hard work narrative and allow your business to work for you, allow yourself to create the structure that's going to help you unlock the next level, it's really about entering the final stage which is abundance. And so my problem with money mindset is that a lot of people start off by jumping into abundance. This idea that you should just be abundant and what's wrong? Why are you not being abundant? Oh my gosh, what happened with your lack mindset? So first of all, we totally ignore that it is not in our DNA to be abundant. When we talk about epigenetics, when we talk about evolution, So much good has come from being able to withstand having not enough. When you think about famines, when you think about war, everything that human beings have gone through for the last hundreds and hundreds of years, the ones that have survived are the ones that were able to survive with the least. If you were not able to survive with less than enough, you probably did not make it. So you are of a very strong stock of people that have been able to survive and withstand a lot. And that is hardwired into your being. It's something that has served us for generations and generations. And it's impossible to believe that now you can just let it all go magically and step into a state of abundance because that's not the way that it's required to be. So at this point, it's really about unlocking that next level. It's about unlocking what abundance looks like on a spiritual level so that you can facilitate and activate that evolution for yourself. It's not just about saying enough affirmations and wondering why they haven't worked so far because they're not going to. It's about really looking at everything that we've talked about. 
really looking at everything that we have worked through here, the fear of success, the trust stuff, the deserving blocks, the fears of not being worthy enough, the visibility and imposter syndrome, and really working through all of those to build a different foundation for yourself. And it's about getting clear on why abundance serves you in this stage. And it's not just because it feels good. That's great. But your brain and your body do not speak that language. Like feeling good is not enough of a motivation. It's about really understanding the ways that you embodying abundance end up serving your business, your relationships, everything else. So really understanding abundance at a soul healing level and understanding it at an evolutionary human level and understanding how the two come together to really usher in something that we've never experienced before. We have never lived in a world like today where we all have more than enough. And whether you believe that people have too much or not enough, the truth is that life is easier now than it ever has been, that we've never had a lifestyle like the one that we have today. And in many ways, it's also a lot harder than we've ever experienced before. There are also a lot worse things because with this freedom has come a lack of understanding of how to use it of how to fill our time so we spend our time worrying more, doing more, pushing ourselves harder. And those things don't serve us. So it's about understanding that we get to have that spaciousness and that it gets to be easy, that we get to evolve and that we get to heal, that we're creating something so different that we've never seen before and that that's okay, that it's going to feel scary and it's going to feel strange. And ultimately, when we talk about abundance, it just leads us right back to square one. Because abundance is simply attraction on repeat. Abundance is not a destination. Abundance is self-trust in yourself, trusting that no matter what, you can always start back at square one. That you can always just make more money. Regardless of how big your tax bill is or regardless of how poorly that launch went, regardless of what comes up for you, that you can trust yourself to just jump back in and just do it. Just keep doing it without any attachment, without any feelings about what that means about you or about your business. So money mindset, as you can see, it goes so much deeper than affirmations. It goes so much deeper than just exploring your beliefs about money. How we do money is how we do everything. And when we approach money mindset from this holistic place, we start to see how many areas we are keeping ourselves dissatisfied in regardless of money. And why doing the money mindset work leads to us having a life that's so much better and so much more magical than we could have ever even imagined. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going 